Hello and Happy New Year. Our names are Layla and Owen. We are here to welcome you to our January episode of Hiawatha Second Grade. This is the fifth episode of our podcast, which we create right here at Hiawatha Community School in Minneapolis. Each episode is created to give our listeners a chance to learn about who we are and what we're up to here at our school. We hope you enjoy our January episode. We would like to kick off our first episode of 2020 with a couple of poems. The first is titled... A Winter Night by Lindsay Custer. The sky is dark and the ground is white. The world is peaceful on this wintry night. No one around, not a, not a sound to be heard, not a laugh, not a car, not even a bird. For a moment, it's just the snow and me, and I, I smile inside. I feel so free. Our next poem is about one of the important clothing items here in our Minnesota January weather. It's titled Mittens. Stripes or dots or sparkling white mittens in winter fit just right. Wool and cotton may be leather. Mittens warm us in cold weather. In rainbow colors and darkest black, mittens fit in a pocket or in your pack. Thumbs alone, fingers together. We love mittens in cold, cold weather. As you may guess, since a podcast is created by kids in Minneapolis, Minnesota, there are a lot of Minnesota Vikings football fans here at our school. Hi everyone, our names are Liam, Theo, Mac, and Milka. We are big fans of the Vikings. We are recording this segment of our podcast on Friday, January 10th. And we're one day away from an important football game in San Francisco, California, between the Minnesota Vikings and the San Francisco 49ers. If the Vikings win, they'll go to the face. The winner of Sunday Seattle Seahawks and Green Bay Packers game for the championships of the National Football Conference. The winner of that game goes to the Super Bowl. So in order to get to this game that's coming up against San Francisco, the Minnesota Vikings had to beat the New Orleans Saints last week. Do you guys remember some things that happened in that game? Go ahead and tell about it. Yeah, so I think... I think we did a 
I think we just did a good job just taking the lead and keeping it until, until, well, the fourth quarter. And then Saints took over, so, so then we went into overtime. What happened in overtime? We t made a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. And won yeah, the game. Yeah, Ru Rudolph made an unnecessary push-off, but the refs didn't call it very, very luckily. <laughs> what about before Rudolph made that catch in the end zone? Anything big happened before that? Go ahead and tell about it. So, um, um, did, it was Diggs caught a huge... No, that was Thielen. Thielen got a huge catch all the way in the 20-yard line. Yeah, he it, it Like, when he hit the ground, it was like, wow, that dude slid a mile. Jeez, even though he fumbled earlier. So now, what do you think? What are your predictions for um, for this game My tomorrow? My predictions are they they're gonna be in the lead in fourth and third quarter, but they're gonna be beaten in the first and second. Oh, you quarter. think the Vikings are gonna get beat by the Forty ers But then they're gonna in fourth and third quarter oh, oh. they're gonna gain up. Gonna gain up. So you get think the Vikings points. will win at the end? Yeah. What do you think? What do you guys think? I think that. Well, since we beat the Saints now, now I think we can beat the Niners as long as we have all, all of the um, players, all of our starters, and. Okay. Any score just, predictions? Um, oh, yep. What do you think, Mac? I think that we're just they we're gonna get the ball. we really we always like make it. And we always say we want to keep it, not ever want to give them the ball. And then we'll fumble it. So I would say we should just give them the ball to start off with. Mm. Okay, Malcolm, what do you think? I think they're going to be, like, tied at, like, the fourth quarter. And then there's going to be, like, 12 overtime, yeah. <laughs> and then um, right Right before the game ends, uh, the Vikings are going to get a touchdown. You think so, huh? All okay, right. anything you want to say to the Vikings to cheer them on? Let's go! Let's go, Vikings! Yeah! The Minnesota Vikings have a chant used by fans to cheer them on to victory. We've invited second graders here at Hiawatha to join us in this chant called the Skull Chant, which we'll share with you now. Go Vikings! Hello, we are Girl Scout 
Troop 17814. We are working on our Take Action project. Since our passion is for animals, we are going to tell you about ways to help save animals right here in our community. We decided to focus on birds, bats, and bees. While bees might not be animals, they are a very important part of the food chain and help supply food for many plants and animals. Hello, we are here. We Hello, we are Flora, Naja, Kuna, Summer. And we are here to talk to you about birds. Winter can be a challenging season for birds since it is cold. It it is not a growing season in Minnesota. Some birds migrate south for the winter but some stay here. Some of the species of birds that make Minnesota their winter home are sparrows, chickadees, cardinals, nuthatches, redpolls, and white-winged crossbills. The main thing birds need in the winter is food. You can easily make a winter bird feeder with a pine cone, peanut butter, oats, or cornmeal, and bird seed. Step one. Step one. Mix one and a half cups of peanut butter with a one and a half cup of oatmeal and cornmeal. Step two. Tie a string onto the pine cone and spread the mixture onto the pine cone. Step three. Roll the pine cone into the bird seed. A pie pan works well for this. Step four, hang it in a tree and watch for birds. Hi, my name is Flora and this is Karuna. And we're going to talk about why birds need help. People are cutting down trees, and this gives birds less places to live and lay their eggs. The less places to lay their eggs makes less places to have babies. Birds can die, too, because they can fly and bash into windows. The heart, chest, or wings could break. Birds get hunted by people for meat and to wear their feathers. The more they get hunted, the more there are less of them in the world. Fertilizers can be on plants and make them sick. Hi, my name is Nadja. This is how you can help birds. Stop cutting down trees because it gives birds less places to live. Don't kill a lot of worms and insects because that's what birds need to eat. Don't let squirrels, blue jays, 
crows or snakes near bird nests and keep owls and woodchucks away from birds. Do not take down bird's nests from the trees and use their eggs to make your food. Don't try to kill birds and make um, doll dresses or use their feathers for hats with stuff. Birds, birds are amazing. Birds are great. Birds are like a bowl of fate. Birds are dazzling in the air. Birds are flying everywhere. Hello, we are Maddie, Lily, Irma, Evie, Penny, and we are here to talk to you about bats. Bats are very important to our environment. Worldwide, there are more than 1,300 species of bats. Bats eat insects, and they are natural insecticides. Do you know that bats are pollinators too? They feed on nectar and spread pollen from plant to plant. They spread seeds from the plants and fruits that they eat. We can even use their poop as fertilizer. What can we do to help bats? One way to help bats is to provide homes for them. Bat boxes can be purchased and hung on your house, garage, or tree pole. Because we live in a climate that gets very cold, the color of the bat box should be black. Next time you are outside just after sunset, look up and see if you can see bats flying around in the sky eating mosquitoes. Go to batcon.org for more information. That's B-A-T-C-O-N dot O-R-G. Some bats are black, some bats are brown. Bats hang upside down. Some bats eat fruit, some bats live in caves. Bats stay awake at night while they hunt. Oh, so brave.
Hadley, Lucia, Veda, and Myla. We are here to tell you about pollinators. Pollinators are so important. They also, and also they are in trouble. We will tell you why we need them, what's going on, and how you can help. Pollinators are many types of insects that move from plant to plant. Some examples are bees, name your favorites, butterflies, moths. They do this in search of nectar or pollen for protection and energy. While they do this, this is also bring pollen from one plant to another, and that helps fertilize the plants. Fertilizing plants is how they make seeds berries, and fruits. Without pollinators, we would not have those things. Can you imagine without life? Pick your favorite or two foods we have because of pollinators. There are a few reasons why pollinators are in trouble all over the world. Even here in Minnesota, humans have used pesticides and insecticides to kill many pollinators. Also, Invasive species can kill plants that pollinators get food from. Climate change, taking their habitats, and parasites are also hurting pollinators. In, in Minnesota, we have a lot of pollinators. We have over 400 species of bees that are in trouble. Honeybees in Minnesota have been dying in numbers since. Two, 2006. How can we help? Here are and here and anywhere. First of all, keep talking about it. Let people know how important pollinators are, how they get hurt. Maybe you can invent some not to use pesticides. Pesticides, or maybe you can help someone plant a beautiful flower garden with flowers. Pollinators love. Some more tips from Minnesota's DNR Pollinator Project. Plant a variety of flowers, especially ones native to your area. Keep your garden blooming as long as you can. Plant flowers that make nectar in spring, summer, and fall. You can make nesting sites, leaves, dead branches, and bare earth for ground nesting. Bees to make nests. You can make a bee home too. Our Girl Scout troop did it. Here are the steps we used. Take a tin can. Take a tin can and clean it. Fill with things. Twigs. Twigs. Twigs or tubes from toilet paper rolls. Hang in a tree. Hang in a tree. My love. Our Girl Scout troop visited a local home of a third-generation beekeepers this fall. We got to see the hives they made and kept. 
Hear about how they kept them alive and protect themselves. Watch them care for the bees in their bee suits. Comb the honeycomb and remove honey with the honey extractor. It was so fun. We learned a lot about pollinators. A world without them would be very sad. We hope you learned some important things about birds, bats, and pollinators today. We hope you... We hope that you are inspired to help learn even more and protect these important animals. Please spread the word. Pollinators are, are needed to keep a healthy and happy ecosystem. Hi, my name is Evie. And Maddie. And we have a pollinator poem for you. Bees are our friends, and a beekeeper cares for them. Butterflies fly into the sky. Bees like sage, it does not matter what age. Beekeepers extract honey while it's sunny. Beekeepers wear white suits, and the bees help make fruits. On January 16th, we learned about epilepsy, which is a medical condition that about 3 million Americans have. We learned about seizures and, how, uh, and about how doctors help people all ages who experience them. Hi, our names are Eli and Lexi. And we're here to tell you some things about that, that we know about epilepsy. The word epilepsy comes from a Greek word that means hold or to seize. And people who have epilepsy have seizures. Your brain cells are constantly sending out electrical signals that travel on nerves to the rest of the body. These signals tell the muscles to move so that you can do normal activities. During a seizure, a person's muscles tighten or relax or stop moving completely. Seizures come on suddenly and people can have them who have them cannot control their muscles while they are having a seizure. A seizure can be mild and may just cause a person to stare or have jerky motions in one part of the body. When a seizure is over, the person may feel sleepy and won't know, remember what happened. Seizures can be more severe, causing a person to fall down, stiffen, throw up, or drill. We learned that if we see a friend having a seizure, we should get an adult to help out. It helps to keep the person laying on their side. Doctors can't always explain why a person has epilepsy. They do know that it isn't contagious, in other words, that you can't catch it from somebody. Here's, here's some good news. Most people who have epilepsy can control their seizures by taking medicines. Most people with epilepsy can live normal lives and do what everybody else does. They can go to school, attend college, get jobs, and get married and have children. Even if epilepsy doesn't limit a person's ability, you can make it you can it can make that person feel different. So if you know someone who has who has it, you can help a lot just by being a good friend.
Hi listeners, this is Elsa. On January 30th, all the students in second grade attended a play at the Children's Theater. It was called The Three Little Birds. It was about a little boy in Jamaica named Ziggy who was afraid of many things. He was helped by his friend Nancy and the three little birds. The play had lots of dancing and musical by Bob Marley. Here's a song that we learned called The Three Little Birds. Throughout the month of January, all the students of my school have been working with an artist in residence named Christian Adetti. He has been teaching us African drumming.
Christian was born and raised in Akala, in Akala, Ghana, in West Africa. Since six years old, he has loved traditional African music and dance. Christian moved to Minnesota in twenty, in in two thousand three, with an enormous passion for the West African drumming and dance. Please listen to us as we perform under the direction of our artist and residence, Christian Adetti. So we're going to start. Anshi Ekeleo, Anshi Ekeleo, Anshi Ekeleo, Anshi Ekeleo. We hope you've enjoyed listening to our January podcast. We look forward to more learning and growing and growing together during the month of February. And we're excited to send out our next episode at the end of the month. Goodbye.